dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Goonies never say die. God knows I want you. But you don't get to destroy who I am. The night. Rider. I'm a compulsive liar. That's rough, buddy. And use the power of the Matrix to light our darkest hour. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the FanCast. Today, as always, we have Mike and Tim, or otherwise known as Red Raptor Writes. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Red Raptor Writes. Thank you. Which we're just, we're (laughs) celebrating, you have like a, a little anniversary, like you got, you got quite a bit of subscribers going on don't you <laughs> yeah 400 well 400. i think it's like 403 right now but yeah yeah happy yeah. 403 thank you it's a lot of long hours and pain <laughs> <laughs> for the 403rd anniversary of having subscribers um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not how anniversaries work. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> the 403rd anniversary of having subscribers. <laughs> yeah. We're living uh, in the year 2420. <laughs> we are going to be talking about John Carpenter's classic, Escape from New York. Police Commissioner. Bob Hawk. Special Forces Unit, Texas Thunder. We heard of you too, Pliskin. Why are we talking? I have a deal for you. You received full pardon for every criminal action you've committed in the United States. It was an accident. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? Yes. So, let's start off by saying Mike is an avid John Carpenter fan. And in in time, I became one as well. And I think Mm. Tim's on his way. (laughs) Yeah, I can't blame you guys. I mean, like, it seems like whatever he touches turns to gold. Well, at the very least, a very high silver. Bloody especially silver. When, especially when he's collabing with Kurt Russell. Like, oh, yeah. four-fifths of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Mike, what was your first experiencing wa- uh, experience watching Escape from New York? Okay, so my first uh, John Carpenter film that I really fell in love with was The Thing. And then, I so first, I'm just going to get into it for a quick minute. I saw that for the first time with one of my cousins. Um, I fell in love with it. Then when I came back to New York, uh, I watched Big Trouble in Little China, which that everybody knows I'm in love with that. And um, looking into... Uh, because at, at that time, I had a list of movies that I... That, I knew I had to watch, and Escape from New York was in that list. Um, so I eventually got to watching that, 
uh, I want to say mm, the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. I think it was either that or around this past Christmas. I don't remember. Um, actually, yeah, it was summer of 2019. And yeah, it had yeah, to be because you showed me it last year. Like, not, yeah, not, yeah. not around Christmas, like later in the year. Uh, the first time I watched it, I actually fell asleep. I was really tired oh my that gosh. day. <laughs> um, we were, and, we were and like I thought doing I missed, homework or something? Oh, yeah. I thought I missed something. I thought I missed, like, a big part of the movie. But then I watched it all the way through. I'm like, nope, that's just how it's paced. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, what do you think, yeah. Tim? Yeah, so this is – I've seen a couple of John Carpenter films at first. I, I also started with Big Trouble in Little China when it was on Netflix. Um, you know, I thought it was, it was funny, entertaining. It was a good time. Kurt Russell has cool hair. <laughs> and then I saw Halloween, which I wasn't I wasn't in love with it, but I was like, yeah, that was, that was really good. Like, I hated Halloween, to be honest. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Man, it, was, it, was really, it was really boring, in my opinion. But, you know, I'm not going to get into that. That's, that's for another day. Yeah, and then... Then you guys showed me the thing, and then that is like S tier content right there. Like some of the, the best John Carpenter film I've seen so far, and best Kurt Russell aside from Sky High, which I just did an analysis, an analysis of. So for this, I was I played Arkham City, so the <laughs> the premise was very familiar to me. So I was like, yes, oh my gosh, you're doing this. Or this is the OG Arkham City kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I really just thought that this movie was lightning in a bottle. Like, it was such an interesting premise. Fun action movie. Um, you know, good actors. It's, yeah, it is a slow pace. But that's not something that bothers, bothers mm-hmm. me. I could I can go with a slow movie. I agree. Yeah, and this is the thing conceptually like the film kind of rides on this really cool conceptual idea on how it should work you know this just this idea that the and all of new york is a prison state like that alone is just a good idea to ride on you know and and it just plays it to the best extent to the point where it's like everything in the film is kind of iconic um I, I still have an issue with the pacing in a way. Like, I, I know it's kind of a slower movie, and, like, I'm cool with slower movies, but, like, right when the action pickups, like, at the very end, it kind of just ends. And it's a good ending and everything, but I kind of feel like I want so much more out of the universe, you know? Like, you get a boxing match, the fight with the, uh, the Duke and everything, and these really creative characters that you pretty much just got introduced to, because the first half of the movie is just inter- introducing this creative world, and then you only get so such a few short moments with these awesome characters. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And put the, the fact that they have to create their own entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And like in like Broadway that, yeah. and stuff, they they create their yeah. own plays, literally singing about how it's like to be in in the city uh, <laughs> when it's in the state that it's in. Yeah, well, so you know, bad. it's like New York is a prison, except this time it's Manhattan instead of the Bronx, like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, Tim gets in the Bronx. Now that you said that, though, like you wish you had more time. It would be cool to kind of see, like, a TV series about this. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen 24. Well, no, it's like, I haven't, I but I'm familiar. I don't know. It's, it's like Wait, a well, spy they're, they're, thriller. 
political thriller and they have I 24 totally hours see like a, for the whole show. I could see like there a... There is a comic book series. And of course, Escape, Escape so. from L.A., but we don't really talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No, so, that... I'm still interested in seeing that just as a guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they say it is. Um, yeah, because I've seen bits and... I actually saw bits and pieces of that um, like maybe like a year or two before I saw Escape from New York. And I was just like, what the heck is this? this is yeah, Escape from New York is, is ripe for kind of like a Westworld or Cobra Kai kind of series where we follow other characters in the prison, uh, the prison island and everything like that. Maybe Snake comes back or something like that. Um, you know, he can just get arrested again and thrown in. Uh, but it's, it's, I was thinking oh, like man. a remake. Kind no, of no, 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 no. I wouldn't uh, This movie, it. I don't I, I I would prefer I would prefer like continuing the universe and just having more people on the island, <laughs> like that's just like just add more people in like that'd be great. Bring back the Duke. Bring back. <laughs> oh, but you can't bring back Cabby. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact: Cabby is uh, played by the same actor who did the voice for. Um, Mermaid. Uh, Mermaid Man and SpongeBob. I I don't remember his name though. Good actor, good actor. Good. It's a good cast all around. It feels like you know, everyone has their place in a way. I, oh yeah. I I think it was just uh, I don't know. Like like I said, I keep thinking back to pacing, but it's like such a good environment. Oh my goodness, like. And I the atmosphere like, makes the whole film. Oh, yeah. It's only the tip of the iceberg, though. I feel like so much more could be done in that environment. It's so good, you know, because it's like not quite post-apocalyptic, but at the same time, it is. You know, it's, it's like dystopian. it's like the first Mad Max kind of thing. It only like contained. So yeah, good. it's it's like a dystopian future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with crime like four hundred percent. Yeah, it was a dystopian future, <laughs> or just the nineties. <laughs> Wait, how do you have crime as four hundred percent? Like, it might be my dumb math brain not thinking, but how is that possible? Um, I don't, I don't um, remember how crime rates are calculated. You'll have to uh, er, ask me early eighties sci-fi logic. That's yeah. Because like, if crime rates are a hundred percent, then everyone has crime. If it's four hundred percent, I I don't think that's how it works. I can't. I'm not in the position to tell you how because I'm not an expert on policing and stuff like that. It's not. My yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> crime rate 400 percent i don't maybe know maybe the cartoon connoisseur can tell you but <laughs> i don't know much about that but, <laughs> maybe yeah, we can get like, jack's flame to talk about it just, just <laughs> yes. like yeah the setting is crazy just again it is arkham city but like in a movie form and it's really interesting we're just criminals running around doing whatever the heck they want also really dark and dreary it doesn't get the recognition it deserves in a lot of ways, especially with Metal Gear Solid, where basically Snake from that game and his whole legacy is inspired by this movie. <laughs> and much. like, you know, even yeah. um, uh, what's their name? Uh, Red Letter Media. Mm -hmm. I I think because they did a review on on the film and they even said this along with Mad Max inspired a whole genre of. You know, Italian knockoffs. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, yeah, Red think... Letter Media did it. Red Letter Escape Media is like the Simpsons <laughs> of movie reviews. Like, they probably reviewed it first. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's nothing that hasn't been reviewed. It's just not mm -hmm. possible. But like, 
Yeah, I heard what they said too, and I and I've heard a lot of people uh, how it inspired a lot of things. My my only complaint is like it's great that it inspired all these things. My issue is like when the snake eats its own tail. Like people, when people see snake, like him as snake, it's like oh, it's a cheap knockoff of Snake from Metal Gear Solid, and I'm like, no, it came. <laughs> and people first. actually said that. Yeah, well, so when the Funko Pop of Snake, which we'll talk about in a second, got oh, got okay. announced, um, and it was only Snake Plissken from Escape from New York, all the comments said, "Wait, it, that looks like that looks like a ripoff of the Metal Gear Solid Snake." Oh my god! And people gosh. got confused with that, oh. and I'm like, "Come on, it says Escape from New York right on it, you know." <laughs> and it, lo- right. it and someone's like, "Oh, it looks like Kurt Russell as as Snake from Metal Gear Solid." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god! never fails to disappoint me. Every day, it's just more and more disappointment. And I don't Reality think it gets any higher. That's true. That's Instagram true. is often disappointing. Twitter is yeah, often disappointing. But that's mostly because of all the Zutara fan fiction that's lingering uh, on there. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, funny thing that you mentioned the, the Funko Pop, because uh, as of this recording, uh, right now, it's October 2nd, and... I just got an email earlier today saying that I have access to the um, the virtual pop uh, event on the eighth. So, mm-hmm. and Snake is only that... exclusive to that. Yeah, it's exclusive. Really? It's only exclusive to the New York uh, Comic Con uh, show. So, on the eighth, I'm going to see if I can get a couple of Snake Plissken figures, and that's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, that. You're getting my luck awesome. now, Chuck. Uh, you're getting my luck now, Mike. I had the luck for a good while. I don't have it anymore. It just doesn't happen to me all the time. <laughs> but it was literally like, well, I get it sometimes. I got it today. But, like, there was this sky luck of, like, okay, one of the first times it's happened was that uh, uh, I just so happened to go to New York Comic Con. And they did the Pepsi Perfects. They were giving that out. So I decided to dress up as Marty McFly, and I got a Pepsi Perfect. And it's all beverage related for some reason. Uh, 2016 Ghostbusters was coming out. Like, I was not interested in it. Like, it seemed very dumb, and it was. But um, It was horrible. But, but it was a good excuse to bring back Ecto Cooler. And guess who was the first person to drink Ecto Cooler? Or one of the first people to drink the revived Ecto Cooler? Me, because, like, I just, I won a raffle on their Twitter. So I made the yeah, first first video of the return of Ecto Cooler on YouTube. And then, wow. and then, and then, and then, <laughs> another raffle on Facebook for when Pepsi, uh, Crystal Pepsi was coming out. Somehow I got that too. Um, and I was one of the first people to drink Crystal Pepsi. Actually, that was a whole thing. That was awesome. Um, so all that's happened. And I've just had some incredible luck over the years with raffles and stuff like that. Of stuff I really, really, really want to get. Um, not all the time. Not all the time, but uh, I think Mike really inherited that uh, energy to get the Oh, yeah. Stole I, it. Yeah, I, I really hope I, I remember. Stole I can... it! <laughs> uh, yeah, I Mike, give it back. Horrible luck. Like, just a, like a few weeks ago, I was working on a Bioshock video, and for the video, I wanted to include an interview from the, the director, Ken Levine. So I go on YouTube, and I find, uh, well, well, there was a specific quote I wanted to get, and I wanted to mm-hmm. like play it as a video in the video in videoception. So, so I go on YouTube, download an entire like an hour and a half thing 
of the director giving this particular interview that I was looking for. And it said, like, all segments, 100%, this is the interview. But then the one quote I needed from the interview was actually missing from this. <laughs> so I spent, like, two hours sifting through the interview looking for this one quote. And I could not find it for the life of me. <laughs> until, oh, like, my I just, gosh. I, <laughs> I just looked up on the Bioshock Wiki, like, where to find this quote, and then... It yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of, like, like I, I have bad luck like that, too, sometimes. Like, today my keyboard stopped working. I have to use another keyboard for my desktop. I'm recording this from my laptop right now. Um, but, but, like, speaking on, I know this is kind of going away from the topic, but it's just interesting. Me and Ch Chucky's, oh, like, notorious for, like, showing me videos or talking about videos in the past that we watched either on YouTube or somewhere else. Mike's done it too, but we mostly found those videos, you know, um, except for the sticker video, the sticker video doesn't exist anymore. Um, but we'll talk about that. But Chucky's like, there's a, there, the, uh, animators of toy story two at one scene had, uh, made a, a prank video where at the very end, and they showed this to John Lasseter to just freak him out. Uh, <laughs> that uh, basically Jesse, when Jesse is left on the side of the road and the car drives away, there's a blooper where the car drives back and runs <laughs> over Jesse. And I saw it, and I remember it was like a really rough animation, and we cannot find it for the life oh, of me. Man. It's impossible. Same thing with this video that me and Mike like on YouTube where it's a picture of a car, multiple pictures of a car with Sunoco stickers on it with the most annoying music in the background, just... And like fake laughter in the background, but one real guy who's pretending like he's laughing with everyone else, and it's the funniest Ooh. thing. And he's like, "Okay, guys, <laughs> okay, guys," and and it, I, me and Mike remember it so vividly, and we can't, <laughs> and it's just been deleted. It's it's yeah. off. The internet. Oh my god! Looking for it a few days or like a week or two ago, and we just couldn't find it. You, I can you know who else has it. bad luck. The president, because he got his plane hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> segue back into good, his good, New York. Good segue, good segue. <laughs> By the way, like, the egg copter he was in, I think that's oh. one of the... That, that should be in, like, Mario Kart or something. That's beautiful. <laughs> the, the, the egg thing that, that, yeah, that he went to inside the plane. Maybe it's a metaphor for, like, he was... Birthed? Just a sapling. He was just a, an embryo before, incomplete, and then he was yeah birthed into New York. <laughs> birthed um, into New York. That's the prequel. Birthed into New York. <laughs> it's like his metamorphosis as a character. Oh it's symbolic, God. Sky. It's symbolic. Wow. Expanded brain meme. Film, <laughs> film theory is the <laughs> is the movie on uh, an allegory for uh, pregnancy. <laughs> and Pliskin is the doctor delivering the baby. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, you know one one thing I really love about this film uh, is you know despite the low budget is the effects. Oh yeah. Especially of the city, because um, you know the the um, some shots it's a it's a like a little miniature model of the whole city. Other times, it's just a matte painting that's used for the background, which James Cameron actually worked on a few uh, mm -hmm. on set uh, for the movie. And, it just looks uh, so beautiful. It's just visually yeah, appealing. It's amazing. And then even with the um, the sequence where uh, Pluskin actually flies into the city 
and you're he's looking through all like the digital computers and stuff. That's not actual uh, computer graphics. They all they did was put uh, like what like reflective tape or something on the on the model buildings, and then they just like put it uh, under like a black light or something, and then it looked just like computer graphics. And it's just so masterfully it's done. It's not even like noticeable, honestly, because like if you yeah. Unless you, like, really know about the effect. Like, for example, they do the same effect on, like, the E.T. ride in Universal, where it, it look it makes the city look really small. But, like, if you really squint, you're like, okay, that's a city. But, like, it, it's convincing enough that's really cool. Um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, like, if for, like, a, such a low budget, yeah, like, computers and CG was just not not gonna cut it for that time like Westworld <laughs> that came out a couple years ago they spent millions and millions of dollars uh, just to pixelate the camera just to show the robots view just <laughs> just for a pixelation effect that's free on an iPhone now <laughs> just imagine spelling <laughs> millions and millions of dollars to make basically video game effects <laughs> oh my god you know the uh that the, goes the to show you can do anything, any budget, any budget. Oh yeah, yeah. Film. Just have to be creative enough. Exactly. You know the the role of Snake Plissken, I think, was actually Kurt Russell's like very first like um like serious role as an actor. Like, because mm -hmm. uh, before Escape from New York, uh, I think every it's common knowledge he did a whole bunch of Disney stuff, uh, and then he, in some time like in the late seventies, he did. Uh, uh, a biopic with John Carpenter on Elvis Presley, mm -hmm. and, and then he did Escape from New York, which I also think is, um, Snake Plissken is, uh, I think he even said is probably his favorite uh, movie role that he's ever done. They should well, definitely okay. bring him back. He's oh, always no, talked the commander about at Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just imagine like an old man snake. That would be awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I could see that. I, I feel like it's not beyond Hollywood to do that at this point. They just keep reviving, uh, revive, yes, reviving dead things like uh, Indiana Jones. Just have Harrison Ford as an old bag swinging around, mm -hmm. swinging with the monkeys. Oh my god, the monkeys! <laughs> or uh, Star monkey. Wars. They have again, again Harrison Ford, but as Han Solo. Uh, yeah, but I I don't know. Escape from New York is like, it's not as like culturally well it's important but it's not as like culturally world-breaking as if you bring it back you would have to do the exact same thing like with star wars or indiana jones like people are not going to be heartbroken if they go in a, a different direction or somewhere similar that's what cobra kai got to do you know because it was able to like keep faithful to the original but still do new things you know and i think that's what an escape from uh new york sequel would do um That'll be good stuff. Good stuff. The thing is, though, that's also all, all like, pre-9-11 and everything like that. So, like, oh, yeah. you have, like, oh. a whole added sense of, you know, fear and everything that, that reigns over the idea of uh, New York City. So, yeah, honestly, like, that that's the only thing that really dates the film for me. Like, everything <laughs> else, like, feels not... 
a lot of films in the 80s and 90s. You know exactly had that. what I'm thinking about. I'm no, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Forget about the fact that it takes place in 1997. <laughs> but you can't. Okay, let's let's get this out of the way. What? You can't put a plane <laughs> in any vicinity next to the twin towers. Oh yeah, it's just so noticeable. Well, he drives on top to the top of it, and it's like, right. it's 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 one of those things where it's like, oof. It's like watching an iCarly episode where they show their feet. Like, you just... I'm not going to, but it's kind of like... Snake Plissken did it first. <laughs> it, it aged very poorly. Let's just say that. It just well, not that their poorly. fault in any way. No, it's not their fault. Of course it's not their fault. That's why I'm saying Snake. it aged poorly. That, but Robert everything else was fine. I even remember feeling... Like my my heart racing a little bit when I first watched the movie and seeing him fly into the city, I was like, "Oh, that's nope." <laughs> what I think it's also, you know, we we talked about how it's kind of like been, like Batman, uh, Arkham City Arkham was kind city. of like it. A full on game would just be awesome. I'm just gonna say it, like oh, yeah. <laughs> free roaming yeah. in the city. They actually were gonna do a game, and if you actually look up on YouTube, there is. Uh, gameplay footage. Um, I don't know what happened to it. It, just, it pretty much just got canceled. So like um, the Akira game. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it look from what I've seen, it looks really interesting though. Um, but there's always the uh, Metal Gear Solid games to be yeah. kind of uh, uh, yeah. placeholder. Uh, just yeah. pretend that Snake Plissken is Batman, or <laughs> Batman is Snake Plissken, and you pretty much have do a mod of that. They should definitely do a mod of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, just letting you know that our podcast is officially out on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Anchor. So if you want to listen to our podcast on the go, we have the links right in the description below. Also in the description below, we have our shop. Morning, noon, night, NWO design, still available. But get it while supplies last. Uh, thank you again for Anchor for sponsoring our video. Now, back to the podcast. And we're back. So, we talked about a bit about like the plot and kind of like the environment and everything. Let's talk about the characters. Goodness gracious. I like the guy just off the bat. My favorite character is just... The guy with the crazy hair who just says Romero, Romero who yeah. just says, You touch me, he's dead. You do <laughs> so good. Just put him in other <laughs> movies. Just put him in other movies. Pro- yeah, probably the uh, the wackiest character ever. And again, like, it, it, it's in line kind of with Mad Max almost, which Sky and I. <laughs> you should have, have overthrown the this. Duke. He should have thrown over, like he's 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 way better. That that would that would have been really funny. <laughs> like like a full star scream kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Oh man, I wonder. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly a cabbie fan. I, <laughs> I mean. Oh, Cabby. That's all you gotta. Well, say. the thing is, like, he's like the only character who didn't change from going into New York. That's the funny thing. They like he was already there. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole idea. Is that like, um, <laughs> I think yeah, probably it feels like he just lived there his whole entire yeah. life, and then when it turned into a prison, he just decided not to leave. 
John Carpenter was probably like, let's get one normal person in this situation, which is a trope that I really love and it, it went done right, and I think should be oh, done yeah. in more movies. Like, oh, what's a oh. good example? It's like Shaun of the Dead and stuff where, like, someone resumes their daily life but then is so unaware of how the, the tides have turned. So good. Uh, Squidward would probably be a good example. <laughs> I gotta show you guys. Around him and he's just trying to live a normal life with his clarinet. With Halloween coming up, I gotta show you guys Shaun of the Dead. It's so funny. So funny. Dry British humor. But, like, that that's, goes back to the whole idea of, like, someone just not changing <laughs> despite their circumstances. It's like... It, ex- it, it, it explains itself. Like, the, his whole introduction scene, and then he throws the bomb and everything like that. It's like, that's all you need to know. Yeah. It's so good. And, he, he's, and he's just so happy while throwing that bomb. <laughs> I'll be happy. I'd be happy. Dude, if like I was this. in that situation, that would be like, oh my gosh, they should do laser tag or, like, paintball like that. Where, of course, he can't do all of New York City, but, like... The, just some rich billionaire, yeah. like Mr. Beast. <laughs> Mr. Beast. No, yeah, just take like a sex, a section of like Midtown Manhattan or something, <laughs> and have a bunch of people playing paintball with each other. That'd be awesome. I oh, and painful. This reminds or, me. You could say what you want to say first, Mike. I, yeah, I, mine's long. That's right. Uh, or I doubt it. <laughs> what, what if you just go to St. Louis, where the film was actually directed? And... Yeah. Oh. Go to yeah, go to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it's the a real gun. Actually, it's a real gun, guys. It's not a paintball. No. Yeah, it was, it was actually it was actually filmed in uh, St. Louis because uh, again the uh, the budget and plus it would just be impossible to film in such a highly populated area uh, in New York City. So now oh, I yeah. can tell you guys. I think I've told Mike this before. Uh, I don't know if you were there, Tim. I had an escape from New York dream. That was really? fully realistic. It didn't <laughs> yeah. start off as an escape from New York dream. That's the funny thing. It started off <laughs> as me, Mike, and Brian, and Chucky going on our way. I forgot where we were headed to. We were taking a road trip, and we had to pass through New York City for some reason. And then when we got there, it was all blocked off. And then and then I'm like, what's happening here? And then Brian is like, didn't you remember, Sky? All of all of New York has turned into a prison state, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so guess what? So Chucky's like, I'll I'll go in first. Uh, I'll, I'll scout the area. So Chucky goes in for like five minutes. We don't know where he go went, and I'm like, dude, we have to go in after him. And you know, everyone's kind of nervous and everything, and so we go in like with caution, and instantly, instantly we get captured, and we're like, oh, of course. by all these mercenaries inside this like wacky shack. Um, and we're like about to be executed, but then Chucky comes in and defeats them all. And it and it come to find out he's the warlord. Of oh, New what New a plot twist! And he actually, in the five minutes we left him in, he is he has become the like basically the Duke of New York. Like he owns everything and runs everything. <laughs> but the funny thing is, this is a funny thing. Chucky's still a warlord. Like he's still very violent. And we convince him, it's like, no, Chucky, it's okay. We could just make peace. This could be a peaceful land. And it ends <laughs> with us playing base, uh, baseball in, like, uh, <laughs> in like a dumpster yard. We never oh. go to the destination we wanted to. We just own New York City, and we just play baseball. 
And I think that's like <laughs> that's such an I like that's such a happy ending for something <laughs> kind of dystopian future. It's just like, hey, <laughs> violence. Don't I, do it. I could just imagine Chucky just being Chucky. Like, <laughs> uh, he's still ruling New York. Like, hey, hey, hey I, mean, I guess. Uh, you guys want to play some Bible game? You know, I kind of have to run the city, but uh, oh Bible gosh. game. Dude, Pro company. <laughs> Pro company and Bible game on, like, do you, do you think Chucky is the kind of guy who would drive cars with chandeliers for headlights? Maybe. I kind of see it as, like, the car he has now. Only with like one big chandelier on top of it, <laughs> <laughs> like like a Chucky, uh, uh, New York City would be the funniest thing to me. Like, like the of course we would all watch the Star Wars prequels and uh, the Spider Man films nonstop in the theaters and everything. Just right. all dystopian. There's this <laughs> there's this episode of The Simpsons where. Um, it's a Halloween episode. Basically, Homer goes to an uh, alternate reality. He messes up the universe, and Flanders owns the entire world. And it's, like, such a nice guy to be, like, running, like, a dystopian future. And I just see that with Chucky. <laughs> and, like, the, just all the Chucky-isms is New York City now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, all the milk. They only serve... They don't serve water. It's just milk and chocolate milk. Oh, <laughs> That's Chucky. It's Chucky. <laughs> oh, he Chucky always did have over reliance on milk. It always concerned me. <laughs> <laughs> what can he say? He's a cowboy. What does that even mean? I legitimately just said cowboy, <laughs> thinking it's two separate words, and I invented a word, and then I and then I realized cowboy is already cowboy a word. is I wow. I, that was the biggest idiot moment of my life. <laughs> now, like, now we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> we. Uh, He's a cowboy. Everybody listening, we are all college students. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't know, if you didn't realize by now that we aren't middle schoolers from the. <laughs> what you yeah. Did. Oh my gosh. What were we talking about? Escape from New York. <laughs> oh, I think so. Uh, I don't know something about curls. I'm not. I mean, uh, as far as um, it being like recognized in today's pop culture, I mean, wasn't it referenced in Ready Player One? I think no. Was yeah, it? yeah. They raced on the 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 city that they're racing on is apparently the Escape from New York City because you can see like the borders are closed off and everything. But like that's such a vague reference, but still, it's a cool. It. Um, like, I think I think it also in the in the background you actually see the diagram from the beginning of the movie where it's like cool. actually showing the map of Manhattan Island yeah. and it's showing all the lights and everything around it. I don't know. I just I only saw it in theaters. And I just never wanted to see it again. I like, mean, it's kind uh, of even the book. It's just like kind of a you know it's it's kind of just a novelty. Ready Player One has always been like that novelty. Um, it's not, like, the story, I'm not there for the story, I just want, like, the over height. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's like a YouTube video, like, if it was, like, 20 minutes <sighs> long, I think it would be great, you know, that's the thing, oh, it's, it's just for the idea alone. Yeah. Um, but, I think one small criticism I have with the movie is that they tend to teleport between places that are, like, miles apart. Or that's it's, true. like, they're running down on a clock. 
and they're able to like climb the south tower, watch their plane get destroyed, and then climb back down. <laughs> Like, 110 oh, yeah. stories. Oh, my god! <laughs> and then they go all the way to, like, Midtown to get to the bridge. This can't be it is, real. It is really weird, though, uh, because, you know, once he gets captured by the Duke, then it's daylight already. <laughs> and then um, right after the fight, it's, like, night again. No yeah. way. Wait, Time's guys, guys, I just found out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> There's a, there's a movie called Escape from New Jersey, and it's like, <laughs> and it, does, oh, no. it 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 it's apparently picks up right where Escape from New York left off. It doesn't Is this have just like a bad no, film. I think so, but like oh, people say, God. it's really bad. It's either like a really bad parody, or they're trying to like do justice to it. Look, this is a poster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, you, gotta, you have Jersey. to edit that into okay. the. Uh, oh my gosh! To be fair, if I were in New Jersey, I'd be doing my darndest to escape from that place. It New came Jersey's out in so... 2010. <laughs> wow! I'm gonna look more. more I would inside. rather live in the New York prison than live in New Jersey. Normal. <laughs> I'd rather I wanted... live in the New York prison than in 2020 right now. Now I have a serious question, like. Is Escape from New Jersey, does that mean New Jersey is also um, a prison state? <laughs> well, like I don't know. Well, with Escape from L.A., uh, from what I remember, I think pretty much L.A. Uh, literally becomes, like, not a part of the U.S. anymore. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know too much about that movie. All I know is that... It's pretty much kind of a rehash of Escape from New York, but with subtle differences. Oh, this is and... 100% a fan film. This yeah, is 100% a fan film. It has bad reviews. No, <laughs> we really have to make a proper, sweeted version of Escape from New York. I know oh, yeah. they already did something like that already, if you look it up on YouTube. But it's not really that good. I mean, it's just reenacting one scene from a movie. Escape from Delaware. That's a movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, no, what is man. it about Delaware? That <laughs> that's not real. Movie? That's not real. But oh, okay. we should make that. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all like the the worst ones. <laughs> Escape from Escape from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Escape from Alabama. Oh my gosh. Portland. Escape from. North Carolina. <laughs> Tommy, if you're listening, uh, we love you. <laughs> Tommy, if you're listening, I want to escape from North Carolina. <laughs> my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is there Why? more? I, I want to read the plot description if it loads. But my screen's frozen right now. Alright, I'll, I'll try to look it up. Wait, no, 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 no. I would just, I just want to see the plot synopsis. <laughs> the fact this is like this is actually an IMDb. Yeah, right. Why? Oh, <laughs> I mean, so is Project Phil. Yeah. Oh, and also, yeah, another thing with uh, Project Phil on Sky's channel. Uh, 
this season that we're doing, we've been doing, it's pretty much in uh, production hell right now. <laughs> oh yeah, because of Corona and everything, we're just been Corona. And, well, and we've been health. working on other projects too. You know, that's the thing. It's that's like true. it's taking a backseat to like all the other things we're doing right now, which we're doing a lot of things, and one might get released yeah. soon. Uh, okay, so here's the full summary of Escape from New Jersey. Oh my gosh, it's there's the long one that's with spoilers. I don't want to spoil it for myself, so I'll do the non. What really? One. You're really gonna watch this, <laughs> dude? The summary is written by the guy who plays Snake. <laughs> Picking up right where John Carpenter's Escape from New York ended, we find Snake Plissken stuck in New Jersey with his newfound freedom on the line when his path crosses that of Armando Barone. <laughs> it reminds me of another, a different Barone. <laughs> the crime kingpin of Garden State. <laughs> what? <laughs> with his president's pardon at, and Barone's grasp. Wait, he can't just take his pardon from him. Wait, yeah, how do you steal no, a pardon? You don't, you don't steal a pardon. That's not how it works. Pardon. pardon. You stole my pardon. Snake is once again forced to re-steal the money that got sent to him in New York prison in the first place. Can Snake pull off the job? Will he ever truly be free? But most importantly, can he escape New Jersey? <laughs> Home, I, we gotta watch this, Mike. But yeah, uh... I'm gonna escape from New Jersey. <laughs> I, I brought up uh, Project Phil uh, and the this uh, season that we were doing a few months ago. Each episode, uh, we're using music from Escape from New York. Oh yeah, because uh, it just kind of fits the the mood so well. The, the ending theme York, is the ending theme's great. Yeah, Escape from New York is probably uh, on my top three list as far as movie scores go. This, wow, top three is high. Wow. Yeah, the the composer for Escape from New York uh, and uh, the thing and everything is going to be at our local drive-in and we won't be able to see him. <laughs> oh, wait, why not? Because like, it's like this Halloween marathon of like two the first two Halloween films and I don't really care about it but since he was the composer of it, I mean, it might be worth the price of admission. I'm tempted to, but I, I want to beg him. I want to be like, you want to compose another movie? Um, <laughs> Eminem the movie. <laughs> Eminem. Well, the, yeah. So basically, I guess we can announce it here. Basically, we're also working on uh, an Among Us short film that may or may not come in October, but I really wanted to because it's really funny and it's a really good idea. But me and Chucky are working on some music for that based on Escape from New York and all that and the thing. And it's just like, I just love synth. You know, like I have a key talk. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. And yeah, like, the, yeah, the thing, the thing with the Escape from New York. If you listen to the uh, the score for that, it's all like early, like that early, like late seventies, early eighties. Oh synth yeah, that was also in Westworld. Yeah, so well. it's like it's it kind of has like a Men Without Hats type vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. The other thing about it. I just find this interesting, like, on my own, is that basically, you know, when, when we were growing up, it was still in the era of thinking, like, 80s was cheesy. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, synth? Ew, that sounds disgusting, yeah. you know? Like, and everyone was like that when we were younger. And then it was just 
and then when we became like teenagers and like tweens and everything it was like you know the 80s was pretty cool you know and then all our parents started accepting it and everyone started accepting it as like the coolest thing ever but like for for a while it had to be like you know hidden in our macaroni kind of thing uh per se because in sky high there's so many 80s songs and everything like that but they had to be modernized you know it's not it's not dated it's not dated we swear guys (laughs) (laughs) but now the 2000s is outdated and is going to be coming back Oh yeah, I mean, we just got their Tony Hawk pro skate. <laughs> yeah, t- so, th- so. now now people are embarrassed of the two thousand. Now people are going to be like full on. Well, it's already happened with Avatar. You know, I don't even know yeah. why these people who haven't even seen the show are nostalgic for Avatar. <laughs> but it's like, hey, that's the show I didn't watch when SpongeBob, <laughs> and, and I chose to watch SpongeBob. I was such a fan of that. I was so nostalgic for the six months head start I got on it. <laughs> I was so nostalgic for the one. Epi- I watched it when it first aired. I'm, I'm so nostalgic for the one episode I accidentally watched between SpongeBob and I thought it was boring. And it was only because it was the season one episode where Katara steals something, and I was and I had no idea the context of it, and I was just bored out of my mind. <laughs> I Escape from New York could be like that too, in a way. Like if you turn it on in the TV and you don't know what's happening, you could be like, "Ah, skip," because it can be confused for like the Warriors. But if you know the context of what's happening, it makes it like oh, ten yeah. times better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that you mentioned the Warriors, actually, I had a little theory that. I- I think I discussed with with Sky several months ago when I first watched The Warriors. I I feel I feel like those two movies can share the same universe. Yeah. Like Escape from New York uh, can take place uh, several years after The Warriors because um, in the uh, like re-release of The Warriors where they added all the comic book panels and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it opens up saying. Uh, a few years from now, or something like that, yeah. or like in a few well, years in the future, or whatever. Yeah, we already have gangs running the city. We have like the lead, the <laughs> lead, uh, the leader of the gangs is kind of like a Duke character, where he's just like, like this leadership. Cyrus. He, yeah, Cyrus could be like definitely like this, you know, monarchy that leads to Duke. You know, a hundred percent. Can you dig it? Absolutely, uh, and yeah, all the all the gangs are are just like running mad around the city and it, it just makes sense it leads to the 400 percent of crime and i think yeah. it's i don't know it's a very it's a really uh fun theory that i just thought of so yeah uh, i think it would go in order of, of it would go warriors escape from new york then terminator that's what terminator. <laughs> terminator? they just they just take they're like <laughs> there's too much crime let's just take it all over or robocop if you want to think <laughs> robocop's <laughs> happening at the same time in a different place <laughs> Sky and I talked about this several times too. We've it's been more of like an argument. Sky really wants Escape from New York to share the same universe as Mad Max. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I want them to be like on different polar ends. I think that's it's like just, such a good idea. Even though it's just I, one I giant can't cinematic really universe, with all these things in it. Well, that's the thing. It's like America still has somewhat together, and like uh, Australia is still a wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> and I want them to cross over. I want Snake to accidentally go to Australia and it's Escape from Australia starring Mad Max. <laughs> it's I, like just, a... I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like it would be such a stretch. <laughs> it's a good stretch, though. It's a stretch I like. That's I mean, uh, it's it like Goku and Superman. It's like it wouldn't make too much sense, but it, it it's cool to think. Honestly, it's... I would. 
I would just love to see a, a, a Mad Max Fist of the North Star crossover yeah. because that can actually make a lot of sense. Even though, like, I'm nearly I'm nearly Fist of the North Star fan here, but <laughs> that would be awesome. Though I don't think Kenshiro and Max would ever meet. <laughs> so, kiddos, the lesson of the day today is that uh, thinking is good. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Having brain is good. Wrinkle, lots of wrinkles. Having brain and Maggie is good. No smooth, only wrinkle. Come on, guys. You need that wrinkly brain. You know, get those wrinkly moves out there. You, you need wrinkle. to get brain to get to get Duke them uh, diagrammed. <laughs> okay, I think, diagram, the, like a... I think the moral of the movie is that try to not reference a futuristic terrorist event <laughs> to just, if anything seems like it could be possibly used for terror oh God forbid, don't put God it in your movie <laughs> it will not age well <laughs> the, so basically more creative uh, str- uh, strangulation strangulation on uh, people's scripts let's just yeah. let's just yes yeah, so let's go for the safe Disney route where we where we just remake the same things over and over and not question anything. That, that's how that's how America works. Let's go, guys. Oh, no. Come on. Disney movies, the Disney remakes are terrorist acts in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally terrorism of my eyes. <laughs> Mulan in more ways than one. In more ways than one. So get your acts together, Hollywood. Green light more Escape from New York's. Make good movies. Exactly. It's true. More original things. Was actually going to make a third escape movie at some point, but well, I wasn't saying like like Greenlight more of that movie. I'm saying Greenlight more movies like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think I, I think uh, Oliver Harper even like said it. Like there was going to be a third film, but it just turned into something else just so ice T can get his, uh, oh my gosh. his, his Hollywood push or whatever. That's funny. <laughs> well, the reason we don't have escape from New York three is because of ice T. Yeah, man. I think it's time for us to commit a terrorist act of our own. Oh my I'm gosh. joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. Okay. YouTube. I, YouTube. I, I, it's I a joke. It's, it's a joke. FBI. FBI. Do not flag this video. <laughs> do not flag this video. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, it's a 100 a joke. It's just joke, joke. 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 We drink iced tea. <laughs> I love iced tea. Dude, iced tea is for Arizona iced tea. Mm-mm, let me tell you, that's good stuff. Arizona is so good. You know. You know what's the worst? When someone hands you unsweetened tea and doesn't warn you. Like that is. You mean like like, <laughs> like Brian or Chucky? Like they actually actively have unsweetened iced tea in their house. Like, <laughs> who does that? Who does that? I was at an Independence Day party once, and then they just brought out like they said, like, "Oh, it's iced tea." So I'm like, "Yeah, iced tea is great." I no. tried it. I just died inside. It, it, t- it just tastes like water to me. I mean, I get 400. It tastes like dirty water. To assassinate dirty me. water. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I guess the the forty fifth moral of this story is don't drink unsweetened iced tea. Too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> at at the very least, green tea. Green tea. Green iced tea is okay. Yeah, but put a little sweetener in it. Okay, it's nothing more than hot leaf juice. Hot leaf juice. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> in a future. My episode. Own family say that. <laughs> we're we're gonna get to that in a future episode, but for now. Any last thoughts? 
Uh, Mike, you can go. All right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Escape from New York is a wonderful John Carpenter classic. I highly recommend it. Uh, in my opinion, it's probably the third best John Carpenter film, uh, in my opinion, right under uh, Big Trouble in Little China and The Thing, The Thing being number one. And, uh, yeah, it's if you, if you want to, you know, uh, how, how can I say this? Have a fun time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Grab you'll your buddies. Have a fun time. Just, grab uh, your grandma. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just remember, it's it, it was from a different time. The pacing is a little slow, but it's some it of the story fairly well. Yeah, don't and, expect uh, a balls action shooter kind of thing because it's not. Yeah, it, it it's a it's an early '80s sci-fi kind of thriller thing. It's good. It's yeah. pretty good. Go yeah. watch it. Enjoy it. Uh, and you know, wait for the apocalypse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And get 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 that <laughs> Funko Pop when it comes out. If you won the uh, the raffle, uh, the lottery raffle thing. And Man. don't fly planes on skyscrapers, guys. It's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad. Very bad idea. It's not the iconography you want for your film. Before I end this episode, I'm just gonna say, the next episode, or I don't know, I'll try. We'll try to get two episodes out for the month of October. It's officially spooky season, so it's time for we might, some yeah, we, we spooky might even... episodes. We, we might even do an episode on a John Carpenter film that I may or may have not just mentioned like a minute ago. Yeah, you got it. Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Grab your green-eyed women and let's review this. <laughs> grab, grab your, grab your gamer game. Go bathwater. Grab your Gatorade bathwater. <laughs> and let's get into this, boys. I'm as always. I'm Sky, I'm and Mike. we'll see you all right. in the next podcast. That's not how we end the episode, but today we're gonna end it like that. Uh, uh, we'll see another you word all next time. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Mike, say later. Say later. L- later. Later. <laughs>